Hey y'all, we are entering the final stretch as we head into Exodus chapter 39 in verse 1. The craftsmen made beautiful sacred garments of blue, purple, and scarlet cloth, clothing for Aaron to wear while ministering in the holy place, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So he gets his special clothing that is dictated and, and directed by God as he does his job of mediating between God and God's people. In verse 2, Bezalel made the ephod of finely woven linen and embroidered it with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. He made gold thread by hammering out thin sheets of gold and cutting it into fine strands. With great skill and care, he worked it into the fine linen with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. The ephod consisted of two pieces, front and back, joined at the shoulders with two shoulder pieces. The decorative sash was made of the same materials, finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They mounted the two onyx stones in settings of gold filigree. The stones were engraved with the names of the tribes of Israel, just as the seal is engraved. He fastened these stones on the shoulder pieces of the ephod as a reminder that the priest represents the people of Israel. All this was done just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So he's wearing the names of the tribes on his shoulders and he's carrying the weight of the tribes on his shoulders. In verse 8, Bezalel made the chess piece with great skill and care. He made it to match the ephod, using finely woven linen embroidered with gold and with blue, purple, and scarlet thread. He made the chess piece of a single piece of cloth, folded to form a pouch, nine inches square. They mounted four rows of gemstones on it. The first row contained a red carnelian, a pale green peridot, and an emerald. The second row contained a turquoise, a blue lapis lazuli, and a white moonstone. The third row contained an orange jacinth, an agate, and a purple amethyst. The fourth row contained a blue-green barrel, an onyx, and a green jasper. All these stones, stones were set in gold filigree. Each stone represented one of the twelve sons of Israel, and the name of that tribe was engraved on it like a seal. So again, we have the names of each of the tribes being carried close to Aaron's heart or whoever the high priest that wore these clothes. He would carry the weight of the nation on his shoulders and he would wear their names of each of the tribes close to his heart. And Jesus is our high priest and our ultimate mediator. And Jesus weighs all the sins are are on his shoulders and he took all those sins with him on the cross and he holds our names close in his heart. In verse 15, to attach the chest piece to the ephod, they made the braided cords of pure gold thread. They also made two settings of gold filigree and two gold rings and attached them to the top corners of the chest piece. They tied the two gold cords to the rings on the chest piece. They tied the other ends of the cords to the gold settings on the shoulder pieces of the ephod. Then they made two more gold rings and attached them to the inside edges of the chest piece next to the ephod. Then they made two more gold rings and attached them to the front of the ephod below the shoulder pieces, just above the knot where the decorated sash was fastened to the ephod. 
They attached the bottom rings of the chess piece to the rings at the ephod with blue cords. In this way, the chess piece was held securely to the ephod above the decorative sash. All this was done just as the Lord had commanded Moses. And only the high priest can approach God, and he only goes into the Holy of Holies and approaches God once a year. And when he does, he wears these garments, carrying the weight of the nation and their hearts and their names in his heart. And just like Jesus goes to God for us every single day, and he is with us in our lives every single day now. He tore that veil open, and now we have freedom to approach God if we've accepted Jesus as our Savior. We can boldly approach the throne of God. There's no more separation. In verse 22, Bezalel made the robe that was worn in the ephod from a single piece of blue woven cloth with an opening for Aaron's head in the middle of it. The opening was reinforced with a woven collar so it would not tear. They made pomegranates of blue, purple, and scarlet yarn and attached them to the hem of the robe. They also made bells of pure gold and placed them between the pomegranates along the hem of the robe. The bells in the pomegranates alternated all around the hem. This robe was to be worn whenever the priest ministered before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. They made tunics for Aaron and his sons from fine linen cloth, The turban and these special head coverings were made of fine linen, and the undergarments were also made of fine woven linen. The sashes were made of finely woven linen and embroidered with blue, purple, and scarlet thread, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Finally, they made the scarlet medallion in the badge of holiness of pure gold. They engraved it like a seal with these words, Holy to the Lord. They attached the medallion and with the blue cord to Aaron's turban, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. So they're doing everything just as God had commanded them. They're being obedient, and they're they're humbly obeying every single one of God's words, and they're displaying the glory and honor needed in this this dwelling place that God will dwell. And we should have the same mindset of Jesus in our relationships, the humble and obedience even to death, he was obedient, and they are being humble, and they are being obedient, and they're doing everything exactly how God laid it out. In verse 32, And so at last the tabernacle was finished. The Israelites had done everything, just as the Lord had commanded Moses, and they brought the entire tabernacle to Moses, the sacred tent with all its furnishings, clasps, frames, crossbars, posts, and bases, the tent coverings of tanned ramskins and fine gold skin, goatskin leather. The inner curtain to shield the ark, the ark of the covenant and its carrying poles. The ark's cover, the place of atonement, the table and all its utensils, the bread of the presence, the pure gold lampstand with its symmetrical lamp cups, all its accessories, and the olive oil for lighting, the gold altar, the anointing oil and fragrant incense. The curtain for the entrance to the sacred tent, the bronze altar, the bronze grating and its carrying poles and utensils, the wash basin basin with its stand, the curtains for the walls of the courtyard, the posts and their bases, the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard, the ropes and tent pegs, all the furnishings to be used to worship at the tabernacle, the beautifully stitched garments for the priests to wear while ministering in the holy place, and the sacred garments for Aaron the priest and the garments for his sons to wear as they minister to the priests. So the people of Israel followed all of the Lord's instructions to Moses, and then Moses inspected all of their work. 
When he found it had been done just as the Lord had commanded, he blessed them. So everything is brought to Moses as um, the Lord had commanded and they expect it. And this is a model of heaven and it had to be just right. It had to be perfect. In chapter 4, Then the Lord said to Moses, Set up the tabernacle on the first day of the new year. Place the Ark of the Covenant inside and install the inner curtain to enclose the Ark within the most holy place. Then bring in the table and arrange the utensils on it, and bring in the lampstand and set up the lamps. Place the gold incense altar in front of the Ark of the Covenant, then hang the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle. Place the altar of burnt offering in front of the tabernacle entrance. Set the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar and fill it with water. Then set up the courtyard around the outside of the tent and hang the curtain for the courtyard entrance. Take the anointing oil and anoint the tabernacle and all its furnishings to consecrate them and make them holy. Anoint the altar of burnt offering and its utensils to consecrate them. Then the altar will become absolutely holy. Next, anoint the wash basin and its stand to consecrate them. Present Aaron and his sons at the entrance of the tabernacle and wash them with water. Dress Aaron with his sacred garments and anoint them. Consecrate him to serve me as a high priest. Then present his sons and dress them in their tunics. Anoint them as you did their father, so they may also serve me as priests. With their anointing, Aaron's descendants are set apart for the priesthood forever, from generation to generation. Moses proceeded to do everything just as the Lord had commanded him. So the tabernacle was set up on the first day of the first month of the second year. Moses erected the tabernacle by setting down its bases, inserting the frames, attaching the crossbars, and setting up the posts. Then he spread the coverings over the tabernacle's framework and put on the protecting layers, just as the Lord had commanded him. So he's doing everything in careful obedience to God, and they're assembling the tent. The tabernacle is being put together, and this is a place for God to dwell with his people, and they're being so very careful about it. And we're also called to build our lives as a place that God can dwell within us. And just pay attention to the detailed carefulness of being obedient to God. In verse 20, he took the stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the government and placed them inside the ark. Then he attached the carrying poles to the ark and he set the ark's covering, cover the place of the atonement on top of it. Then he brought the Ark of the Covenant into the tabernacle and hung the inner curtain to shield it from view, just as the Lord had commanded. Next, Moses placed a table in the tabernacle along the north side of the holy place, just outside the inner curtain, and he arranged the bread of the presence on the table before the Lord, just as the Lord had commanded. And here we have the Lord, remember, the Lord is our sustenance, and the table... The tablets are put inside the Ark of the Covenant, and the law stays inside of the Ark of the Covenant. And that's the foundation, but no one can keep the law without God's mercy and grace. He set the lampstand in the tabernacle across from the table on the south side of the holy place. Then he lit the lamps in the Lord's presence, just as the Lord had commanded him. He also placed gold incense Place the gold incense altar in the tabernacle, in the holy place, in front of the inner curtain. On it, he burned the fragrant incense, just as the Lord had commanded. And the, the lampstand is put in place, and the Lord is our light, Jesus is our light, and this is the only source of light inside the tabernacle. And the incense table is placed closest to the Holy of Holies. Our prayers are closest to 
God. And the closest anyone can get to the Lord is in prayer. He hung the curtain at the entrance of the tabernacle, and he placed the altar of burnt offering near the tabernacle's entrance. On it he offered a burnt offering and a grain offering, just as the Lord had commanded. Next, Moses placed the wash basin between the tabernacle and the altar. He filled it with water so the priests could wash themselves. Moses and Aaron and Aaron's sons used the water from it to wash their hands and feet. Whenever they approached the altar and entered the tabernacle, they washed themselves, just as the Lord had commanded. Then he hung the curtains, forming the courtyard around the tabernacle and the altar, and he set up the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard. So at last, Moses finished the work. God calls us to finish the work, no matter what we're called to do. He calls us to finish. And it's not our good works that we do to be seen by men. We're supposed to let God have all the praise and all the glory and let God receive all the adoration for anything that he does in and through our lives. And it continues in verse 34. So the tabernacle's finished. All we need is for God to come in. Then the cloud covered the tabernacle and the glory of the Lord filled the the tabernacle. Moses could no longer enter the tabernacle because the cloud had settled down over it and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. So we here we have the presence of God is filling the tabernacle. Now whenever the cloud lifted from the tabernacle, the people of Israel would set out on their journey following it. But if the cloud did not rise, they remained where they were until it lifted. The cloud of the Lord hovered over the tabernacle during the day. And at night, fire glowed inside the cloud so that the whole family of Israel could see it. This continued throughout all their journeys. So the presence of God fills the tabernacle and the glory is brought in. And Moses can't enter the tabernacle anymore. This was supposed to be the place where people could dwell with God. But Moses, who was set apart and called, could not enter the tabernacle. Only the high priest, the holy of holy can enter the Holy of Holies. And there's a problem, there's a sin problem that hasn't been addressed or dealt with. The the sin that they placed in that calf, when they built that calf and worshipped that calf, that hasn't been addressed. And that needs to be addressed before they're allowed to commune with God. And they're, they're still being led by God. God is leading them in this cloud. And at night, a fire is inside the cloud so that they can see. And God continues through all their journeys. He leads them. And our life is also a journey. And we can let God lead it. The Lord led the way. And the cloud stayed visible as a visible reminder that God was leading them. And God was leading the way. And God was there with them and in control. And the cloud also offered shade of comfort in the hot sun. So he offers them comfort. And Moses can't enter the tabernacle. Israel's sin is affecting the covenant. And you're left at the end. This is the end of Exodus. And we're left with our, how can the people dwell in the presence of God if they're not allowed to go in the tabernacle? Only Aaron is allowed to go in there once a year. And the problem is they still have the sin that hasn't been dealt with. In God is perfection and we are sin. So they don't have Jesus yet like we do today. Jesus deals with our sin. If we accept him, we have no sin so we can approach God. But here they don't have Jesus yet. So that is why we have Leviticus next. Leviticus is going to bring us some answers to how they can dwell with God. So that concludes our journey through Exodus, and we will continue on and start Leviticus tomorrow. I hope you all are having a most wonderful day.